Hey everybody, it's Matt. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Quick Hits episode. Basically, what we're going to be doing the next couple of weeks is uh, featuring the uh, Osmosis 2020 lineup. We're going to do little profiles on each of the uh, teachers here. So I wanted to talk to you about the conference a little bit. They are one of the sponsors for this Quick Hits program. They're trying something different. Osmosis is going to be set up on Globalcast, which I'm really, really excited about checking out. It's basically a very interactive platform where you're going to be able to interact with the speakers and the vendors. There's going to be lots of demos. There'll be updates. They've got to capture the flag event going on. And uh, got a lot of really cool things in store. If you've never attended an Osmosis event, uh, now is the time to check it out because you can do it from the comforts of your own home. You don't have to go all the way out to San Diego. So you can at least get a little sneak peek as to what Osmosis is about. I've been going for years. I love it. I love uh, the interaction with... Uh, some really, really smart people. I mean, uh, the best minds in open source investigations attend these events. So please go check it out. It's goosmosis.com, G-O dot osmosis, O-S-M-O-S-I-S, con, C-O-N dot com, C-O-M. So please go check it out. We're going to put the information in the show notes. Really, really want to check it out. And uh, the other sponsor for this program is the Investigators Toolbox. That is a resource community for private investigators, it's um, networking, uh, there's continuing education, webinars. Uh, Cynthia has uh, contributed content. Kirby Plissis has also contributed content. You can go check that site out. There's networking, there's education, and there's resources. We've got over 100 OSINT uh, resources plugged into that site. You can check that out at www.investigators-toolbox.com. Please go check it out. There is a, um, a special uh, going on right now to join. For a limited time, you can get a reduced fee. So, okay, so we're going to jump in with today's guest. And uh, I thank everybody for tuning in. Without further ado, welcome to Quick Hits. Welcome to the Osmosis 2020 Quick Hits segment. For the next nine weeks, we'll be giving you some behind-the-scenes content with conference speakers. This week, we have Brian Pate. Brian's a senior VP at Babel Street. His discussion at the conference will be about rogue businesses that operate in plain sight on the surface web. It's a fascinating topic, and you're in for a great show. Our sponsors today are OsmosisCon 2020 and TheInvestigatorsToolbox.com. Now let's welcome Brian and your host, Private Investigator Matt Spare. Hey everybody, welcome to the next Quick Hits episode of PI Perspectives. We are highlighting the speakers of the 2020 Osmosis Conference. Today, we are talking to Brian Pate. Brian works for Babel Street. Uh, he's a senior vice president. Brian, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Okay, so tell me a little bit about Babel Street. What is Babel Street's uh, focus and how long you've been working for them and, and what do you guys do? Yeah, sure. I appreciate that. Uh, so Babel Street is a multilingual text analytics company that focuses on um, ingesting publicly available information, translating it, analyzing it, and making it available to uh, researchers, investigators, um, emergency response personnel, Another personnel who might need to derive knowledge from publicly available information. And I've been there for about two years, and I uh, lead our business portfolio in the DOJ, DHS, Department of State, the FedSiv market. 
Okay, so you, you work federal and civil, right? So it's uh, Fed Civ. That would make sense, right? You, you've got uh, yep. uh, both sides right. of the coin there. And uh, your background is military, right? It is actually. Um, these markets are actually pretty new to me. I come out of a, a cyber background. 20 years of uh, Marine Corps uh, service, active in reserve, and uh, my last my last responsibilities were at uh, Marine Force to Cyberspace Command as the current operations officer, and at Joint Task Force Ares as a global plans lead, doing both defensive and offensive cyber operations. Well, uh, thank you for serving. I appreciate that, man. Thank you, Matt. You have not spoken at Osmosis before, so it's kind of a first time for you. What a first time you have here. <laughs> Things have completely changed, and uh, we're going virtual for the first time. So it's going to be very, very interesting. You and I were talking offline before we started recording uh, about your program and what you're going to be talking about. And I thought it was really, really fascinating, just uh, something that's uh, a bit different that you don't think about. So tell me a little bit about your program. I think it's called Identifying Common Rogue Marketplaces on the Surface Web. That's the title of uh, your topic. So tell me a little bit about what you'll be talking about. So I'm going to be talking about this ecosystem of illicit pharmacies. You can call them illicit, shadow, rogue, pick a pick a synonym, Matt. Um, these are pharmacies that are operating outside of kind of your 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 legal framework for prescribing drugs and filling drugs, and they're all digital. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about the history of them. It's not a new phenomenon. It's been going on quite a long time. And, and actually, when you think of the genesis of spam, going back to you know very early days of, of spam, a lot of it was around these um, gray market pharmacies. So they've been around a long time. And we're going to be talking about their current TTPs, tactics, techniques, and procedures, what does the ecosystem today look like? How can you use open source information to identify them? What are the implications of, of these pharmacies? And we're going to be uh, talking a little bit about how their tactics have shifted in the, in the current COVID world, right. become much more aggressive, much less much less concerned about obfuscating their online presence. Right. And I think with, um, you know, potentially even more negative attendant consequences. So we're going to be drawing out that ecosystem as much as possible. Right. While the research still is still ongoing, Matt, and I'd, I'd be a liar if I said we, we know everything. We certainly don't. And I think that's actually one of the exciting things about going to osmosis is, um, you know, presenting the information, uh, and it, you know, it's an audience of uh, professionals. I'm sure the people will find like, Hey, have you considered looking at this particular artifact of information sure. or you taking, you know, a different technical approach to trying to attribute, you know, ultimately want to attribute the actors so that they can be identified and, and ideally brought to justice. But that's the objective of, of the uh, discussion, Matt. Yeah, and that's that's a good point you make. So that's one of the great things about the Osmosis Conference is, is that networking, right? That ability to establish relationships. And uh, if folks think there's not going to be any networking because it's virtual, they're sadly mistaken. <laughs> Cindy and Paul have many, many events lined up. It's pretty impressive, actually, what they're, uh, what they're pulling off and what they're putting together. There's definitely going to be the opportunity for the one-on-one, not only with the instructors, but uh, w- with other people that are attending and, and developing those relationships. And, and what better way to get a question answered than having a forum, right? Throwing something out there. And now you're just not getting a response from one person. You're, you're actually getting the consensus from uh, the best minds in the industry, right? That's who goes to these things. People that want to get better at their craft, at what they do. They have that thirst for knowledge. 
and they're willing to invest their time to, you know, accumulate these resources. So that's great. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I think your, your topic is definitely timely, right? With COVID uh, running rampant here, there is that desperation of uh, John Q. Public for, uh, for medications or, you know, the cure or whatever. Wow, I can only imagine what's going to happen once they have a vaccine, uh, the spam that's going to be out there of, uh, you know, get your, uh, oh, yeah. your COVID uh, cure here. I'm sure that, that's, that's coming down the pipe. No doubt. And, and uh, you know, talk about a catalyst for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yeah, nothing like it. And, and we actually, we initiated this project well, well before um, COVID. We've kind of been working on it for about a year and a half. And we did it initially. We were looking more generally in um, surface, deep, dark web for counterfeit goods and trying to characterize, like, what are the most commonly counterfeited goods and who's doing it, you know, can we attribute it? And we really have kind of honed in on pharmaceuticals because of, I think, the unique tactics, techniques, and procedures that they're, they're using. And then it's just like COVID hit. And we've seen these guys really come out of the woodwork in terms of um, just being very aggressive in their, their marketing, their use of affiliate programs, right. spamming of links, uh, much more overt. And I think that reflects like the nature of the crisis, but also their willingness to take more risk. And I don't think it's going away. I think like you're right, the vaccines come out, more money flows into the entire ecosystem, and they're just going to, they're going to go after it. And, you know, yeah. I think beyond just vaccines or, or um, other remedies and treatments, you know, COVID, I think, is the biggest catalyst for fraud in probably U.S. history is, is my assessment, and yeah. not just drugs. I mean, the um, fr- fraud is, is all over the place. It's running rampant. It's not just pharmaceuticals, right? You're getting fraud with uh, unemployment. <laughs> I mean, the unemployment claims. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm in New York. I mean, <laughs> you know, we got hit really, really hard. And uh, I can tell you, I, I have friends that, that work for the Department of Labor that are, are processing these claims. And it's horrifying. It's horrifying, you know. The legitimate claims are horrifying, and what's also horrifying is the fraud that's running rampant and people just trying to take advantage of the situation going, well, i got to get mine, right? I've paid my taxes all these years. That I've, I've, I've paid this money already. I just need it back now, right? And there is that sense of desperation. You know, it's crazy. I think fraud is everywhere, and uh, just being able to identify it. And this whole digital pharmacy thing, I, I think it's just fascinating. Getting into this, like, what has been the genesis of, of how it's gotten to the, the point where it is today, as far as like technology and techniques and things that these bad actors basically started off doing, and now you're seeing a trend more often? How, how have you seen it grown into what it is now? Yeah, so uh, we, I, th- I think it depends in part on how you come at the problem. And so, you know, the, the federal authorities, whether it's the National IPR Center, FDA, OCI, or others, they're, they're aware of this problem. And they're, they actually have names for some of the syndicates that are running these, like one of the popular ones is 24-hour pill farm. So they know about this. The way that they are predominantly detecting it is from tips from consumers, complaints, and then interdiction at ports of entry through like CBP or other you know, organizations that are kind of, you know, they're inspecting trade and packages. The way we're coming at the problem is we looked for keywords on the open internet using various tools, just looking for like key drugs or the top 10 most counterfeited drugs, plus example, no prescription uh, or the words like FDA approved or no RX or whatever. 
and we just pull back just these tons of like uh, URLs, and then, and so they're they're spamming URLs across the internet, and, and just in volume, it's all volume game to um, do two things: to drive people back to the e-commerce sites, and then one in in inserting these URLs across the internet, they're practicing black hat search engine optimization techniques, where they are, and because the other component is. These URLs are sub-level domains of these hacked WordPress sites that are just commodity hacked WordPress sites like the you know Winchester County, Virginia WordPress site that is probably abandoned and derelict. I call right. them zombie sites, right? They're just they live on forever. Nobody pays attention to them. You don't I have a WordPress site out there, don't tell anyone, Matt. That you know, it's from a you know, 10, 15 years ago when I was running for like a the local Kiwanis Club you know, office or whatever. And it's still out there and I just haven't unregistered. Her, the the more delete. important question was, did you win that, that election or what? I did win that election, Matt. Okay. Um, it wasn't a Kiwanis club. I, <laughs> uh, it was something else. But anyway, so, you know, that's out there and I just haven't cleaned it up. So these actors are hacking these sites in bulk. They're using them as top level domains. They're hanging their subdomains that are linked to via these URLs for whatever drug it is they're selling. And the most commonly sold drug are erectile dysfunction drugs, oddly enough, but they're also selling other drugs that are, you know, potentially harmful to people's health, everything from antibiotics, painkillers, and now hydrochloroquine and other COVID related therapies. And, and there are ample examples of where these drugs have come in and they're not mixed properly or whatnot yeah. and people do get ill and sick. It's no regulation. But, I mean, there's definitely danger involved there. Yeah, there's definitely danger. Not to mention brand reputation issues. There are all, all kinds of issues. Right. But in doing that, what happens if you go to Google now and you type in Levitra and no prescription, it'll pull up all these WordPress sites right up to the, on the first page that um, are these hacked WordPress sites. And when you click on it, it redirects you to the actual e-commerce platform where you can order the pills. And it's just a fascinating technique. And I come from a cyber background. So I try to be like, what is this like DNS redirection? Or I haven't even, I haven't quite found like what is the right technical characterization of their technique. We actually worked with um, domain tools, shout out to them to try to analyze these, we, we pulled it back. We pulled back hundreds of thousands of URLs and, and tens of thousands of these hacked sites. And we're like, can you just give us like, can you run this in bulk and, and see um, what comes back? And, and they were able to do that and kind of identify like, what are the e-commerce platforms who slipped up and has like registration information out there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's the, the people in the, the few sites where they actually divulge their registration information you know, a couple of the, the names, if they're not false flag names, but a couple of them appear to be real and they, they are indicted felons, you know. So, mm-hmm. and, and this goes back a long time. As I mentioned before, Matt, I mean, uh, Brian Krebs documented this pretty well in his uh, Spam Nation book in 2015. And, and really what we're doing is kind of updating our understanding of the ecosystem, the tactics, techniques, and procedures, right. and, and how that's evolving. So where do you see uh, y- this type of investigative work going in like the next year? Like, well, you know, obviously COVID and COVID related things are going to be a hot topic, but what else do you see going? What, do, what are you looking forward to as far as like technology things you see that might be coming down the, the pipe that would make your job easier or just more interesting? So I, I think um, our goals would be to be able to un- understanding kind of this 
part, the part of the ecosystem that we're seeing, can we build out our picture of the of the ecosystem to gain more clarity, both in kind of what are the affiliate programs that are supporting this? And I, my hunch is that many of them are U.S. based, and then, so that's actionable. Can we pull apart who the different groups are based on simple things like the signature of how they're spamming? What are their common hosting environments? Where you know, so if they have a common bulletproof hosting environment, you know, and another set of these kind of um, advertisements are in a different bulletproof hosting environment, is that an indicator that there are multiple groups at work? And there's evidence that there are multiple groups. And then maybe expand, expanding beyond pharmacies, because what we also see when we analyze the uh, hosting environments for the, the various sites, um, the hacked sites and the actual e-commerce platforms themselves, they're not just doing pharmacy. They're doing payday loans. They're doing mm-hmm. online gambling. They're doing um, plagiary services and kind of like cheating services for, you know, if you want to buy a, a, a term paper in college. So there's like a whole host of these kind of gray area sectors, if you will, that I think are being uh, run and supported by a technical infrastructure and a persona layer infrastructure that, that utilizes the same technique. So they're, so, they're basically hitting all the seven deadly sins. That's fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's some, gotta be something in there, um, for, for gluttony for sure. It's all gluttonous, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like in your opinion, what, what, what is a consistent trait, something that, uh, a really good OSIN investigator has in their nature? What, what the, the folks that you know that excel at doing this kind of stuff, what would you say would be that one trait? Curiosity. I think a good OSINT investigator, for one thing, right, the world of OSINT, the amount of data proliferates at an exponential scale, and both on the kind of the surface web, and then I I think also the technical underpinnings that allows people to manipulate it, the people who are doing nefarious things, whether it's, you know, hacking Twitter to uh, run a Bitcoin scam or whatnot, there's there's both a, this persona surface layer element, and then there's this kind of logical, technical under undergirding an infrastructure that work hand in hand. And I think to really understand that, no matter what your investigative problem is, you must be curious. Right. And I think a really good OSINT investigator has a boundless curiosity that um, they're constantly going ask, out and asking, like, what else do I need to know to round out this problem? Because right. these, are, these are very sophisticated people, whether they're running a, a money laundering scam or you know, a hacking scam or illicit pharmacy scam. These are really smart, sophisticated groups of people that are are doing this stuff, this stuff that I think we, a lot of us care about. Yeah. And so you got to be curious to kind of, um, to be able to unpack uh, how they're evolving. It's actually impressive that they figured out a way to live on the surface web and, and do this. You'll get Absolutely. away with this. And it's not all, yeah. you know, deep and dark web stuff. So to me, I, that, right. that fascinates me that they figured out a way to yeah, do that. Yeah, I think that, and that's a key takeaway from this, right? Is like, we think like all the nefarious and illicit stuff, like deep and dark web, it's in these closed off, you know, rooms that are, you have to have a password and then you need to give them your PGP key and all right. that. No, these guys have figured out how to manipulate the web just below a layer of detection that allows them to really it gives them this, this, there's this layer in between the surface and deep dark web that they, they have freedom to maneuver in because they're technically savvy. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know what it would take like Google or Bing or whomever to 
kind of adjust their algorithms. It seems like they would be able to, to kind of detect these, um, these kind of um, redirects that we're seeing and this kind of hack top level domains. But I guess that's really hard for them to do, man. Yeah, I don't think they're really interested in doing that. Something tells me <laughs> it's not the number yeah. one priority for them. Hey, so if you were not a, a, a uh, OSINT investigator, if you're not uh, one of these uh, computer guys doing what you're doing, what do you think would be uh, something that you would see yourself doing if you weren't doing what you're currently doing? Oh, man, uh, I would love to be... Um up in your neck of the woods, Matt, up in uh, New York, and I'd love to write Broadway musicals, period. I mean, when they reopen. So, yeah, yeah. yeah man, uh, that's, that's, uh, if I had one bucket list job, that would be it. Who isn't envious of Lynn Miranda, right? <laughs> Hamilton. Oh, yeah, amazing. right. I mean, <laughs> I love King George. <laughs> yeah. You'll be back. Oh. Yeah. You'll um, be back. So that's, uh, that's fantastic, man. So how do folks get a hold of you if, um, they had any questions or, um, you know, they wanted to, uh, I guess run something by you. What's the best way to get you? Yeah, sure. The, the best way to get a hold of me would just, um, shoot me an email. It's B P A T E. I'll spell that phonetically. My Marine Corps roots, Bravo, Papa, Alpha, Tango, Echo at Babel, Bravo, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, Lima street. Sierra, Tango, Romeo, Echo, Echo, Tango.com. And I'll get back to you. And one of the things I'm really looking forward to about the osmosis conference is um, trying to share some stuff beforehand and, and let people just pick at it because I'm sure we're missing some things. And I think the group that's being assembled for osmosis, uh, we can probably learn a lot. There's probably stuff that people already know that we just don't know and, and yeah that, that that's the thing and what's what excites me is just the freshness of the speakers right there with so many new speakers here when when cynthia announced the uh, the lineup you know i was like oh wow i i've heard of this person but i don't know anything about them so i'm really excited to hear them hear them talk you know babel street you know, as soon as i read that i was like oh okay i know babel street that's that's interesting what is this rogue marketplace? What is that about? <laughs> right. So uh, I think there's some really, really cool content that's coming down the wire here. And I think the challenge that we have now uh, that we've been faced with trying to get this done, right? COVID be damned. We're having our conference anyways, right? And getting that done. So I really, really look forward to, uh, to that. So, hey, man, I appreciate your time here. And uh, I look forward to, to actually chatting with you uh, online on this platform. And uh, folks, I really uh, can't say enough about, about the Osmosis Conference. Go check it out. You know, what else are you going to be doing uh, from, from home, right? This is your opportunity. If you've never done uh, the Osmosis Conference before, you can check it out without actually leaving your house, uh, which is pretty fantastic. And you know, the ability to go back and, and just um, you know, re-examine the material, it's going to be up there for quite some time. So uh, it's been really great. So, Brian, thank you so much again for your time. I appreciate it. We'll definitely catch up during the event. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Stay right. well. Thanks for joining us for this Quick Hit segment. We thank Brian for checking in. How amazing was it to learn all about the questionable businesses that are out there on Regulated and on the web? Folks, you don't want to miss this conference. You can review all this content from your desk at home. There are so many great opportunities lined up for you. Now go to osmosiscon.com for more details. Also be sure to check out investigators-toolbox.com for some great benefits from Cynthia and her team exclusive only for Toolbox members. Thanks for tuning in and check out the next regular episode on Monday.